The Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast focuses on the Bills win and them getting on track. Are they back on track to be the best team in the NFL? Also, the Patriots offense in a bad place. And what's going on with the Deshaun Watson situation as he's set to return to Houston with the Browns. But so are 10 of the accusers in the stands. We'll talk about that and our pick six here on the Friday edition. It's Chris Carter and your boy Q here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We're of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders. And this is the Locked On NFL Podcast that you can find on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button on the video if you enjoyed. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of the daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as the bonus content that we got coming out every single day here on the Locked On NFL channel. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Q, how you doing, my man? I'm fantastic, man. It's week 13 in the NFL. I, I can't believe it's already week 13. It's nuts, man. I mean, I say it every week, but it really does blow my mind that this season's flying by as quickly as it has. And I know that the NFL has an extra week. I mean, we literally have 18 weeks and 17 games, but man. The regular season is going to be over sooner rather than later, and it's going to be it's going to be a little depressing when that happens. But I mean, it's it's right around the corner, brother. We're in December now. It, it, it really is, and it it drives me nuts every year where I'm like, we finally we ramp up so much for it, right? And then we get so busy that we blink, and it's December, and we only got a month of this left before the playoffs are here, and that's just crazy to think about. But hey. Time flies when you're having a lot of fun covering the NFL. But let's get to what happened in the NFL last night. The Patriots got stomped by the Bills. Uh, 24-10. It was it, it wasn't it wasn't as big of a stopping as it could have been, like how we saw these teams match up in the playoffs last year. But outside of one long touchdown with a quick pass to Marcus Jones, the, the Patriots offense looked like it never had a chance. The Bills, meanwhile, looked like they were that this was the version of the Bills that everyone expected, not the one that was struggling against uh the Lions last week on Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. Where do, are the Bills the best team in the AFC right now, Q? Are, are they are they number two or even number three with the rise of the Bengals? I think that they're probably number two. I think they're right around number two or number three. I, I got to give the tip of the cap to Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City is just consistently Kansas City. They are who they are, you know, sitting there with a 9-2 and two record. Of course, there's a big game this weekend with Kansas City and Cincinnati. We'll talk about that later. But, you know, I, I look at Buffalo, and I feel like that's a game that they really needed to have. Uh, they needed to get that win. And even though they did, and like you said, they kind of, you know, lightweight, stomped a, a hole in the Patriots it should have been a lot worse than that and if I'm Buffalo I'm slightly concerned I mean you, you got to be happy with the win and you know they obviously improved their overall record that's great and look they've they've been really good on the season I mean what eight and three nine and three, whatever their, their record is at this point I mean they're yeah. they're the upper echelon they only have three losses on the season so they're good but it just hasn't been dominating good. And earlier in the season when they had a couple of losses in a row, you know, it's just, you know, and then the Josh Allen injury. So it's mm-hmm. like they look good, but they don't look great. And right now in December, as you ramp up towards the playoffs, like we talked about, you want to be, you want to start peaking. I don't think Buffalo's peaking right now. And like I said, good that they got that victory over the Patriots. They needed it, but it wasn't really the dominant uh, nature that it should have been. It felt like the the score was you know, 44 to 10 instead of 24 to 10, right? I mean, it just, it felt yeah. like they really put up a lot more points. And when you look at it, they only put up 24. Their next, their next five games, 
to finish out the season are versus the Jets, who are one of the teams that beat them. Yeah, looking good. Versus the Dolphins, one of, uh, another one of the teams that beat them. And then they're at the Bears, but then they're at the Bengals, and then they play a rematch with the Patriots uh, to in the season finale. I, I can. I, I what's crazy is I could see them. I could see a lot of these games going either way, especially the Jets, Dolphins, and Bengals. Um, but I also see this as a chance for them to kind of. This is their year. Like the last year, supposed they, to be. they, it's supposed to be right. Like that's what I'm saying. But this, this is this is what's supposed to be their year. I, I see this is this is their chance to step up and say, look, you know, Kansas City has had their time. The Bengals, y'all were y- y'all y'all made it last year. This is our year to do it. And I think that they're gonna they need to assert themselves in these last five games, especially against the divisional opponents and the Bengals. That's going to be one of the games of the year um, on the day after New Year's. Uh, there, but let's flip to the Patriots real quick before we start talking yeah. about other things in the NFL. Their offense just looks terrible. You know, bringing back Matt Patricia, the things that have not worked out with Mac Jones. Everyone was trying to be excited about his 382 yards passing against the Vikings in a loss last week, and then he goes back and he's yelling at people on the sidelines and he's saying it wasn't directed at anyone; it was just emotion. But it's it's clear, yeah, this isn't enough on the Patriots no. offense, their way of just not having star playmakers, you know, under Tom Brady, it's clear Bill Belichick that way under Bill Belichick was only good for when Tom Brady was their quarterback. Right. And you know, it's, it's the 20th century football. I mean, you've got to evolve. Right. And it's funny. I was doing ESPN national on Thursday night with uh, Freddie mm-hmm. Coleman and we were talking about this game. And I said, you know, Freddie, it feels like the Patriots right now offensively are like Alabama before Alabama had Lane Kiffin as their offensive coordinator. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Alabama, Alabama, they used to butter their bread by, well, we're going to run the ball really well. We don't. It doesn't matter what quarterback we have under center. We're going to win because our defense is strong and we have a great run game. At some point, that didn't work anymore. So Nick Saban had to say, all right, damn it. We're going to bring in this guy. I'm not a fan of Lane Kiffin, but we're going to bring this guy in. He's going to open up the offense, and he's going to evolve us. The Patriots need to evolve. I think they have a good quarterback in Mac Jones, but they don't have a good offensive scheme. Their good offensive scheme is in Las Vegas right now. And look, he's trying to figure it out in Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels. Bill Belichick thought the Patriot way, in air quotes, and I'm not trying to sound disrespectful, but he thought that's going to be the way that it's going to work. Oh, I could put Matt Patricia to BOC. I could put Joe Judge to BOC. Not a big deal. It's not, you know, we'll, we'll get it figured out because we're the Patriots and we have a strong defense. They do. They have a pretty solid offensive line, even though Thursday night it didn't look very good. But you've got to evolve the offense. Bill Belichick's got to get in the lab in the offseason. I know they're 6-6, six and six and people are saying, well, they still might make the playoffs. It doesn't matter. All six-win teams are not created equal. They have not evolved their offense. In the offseason, they got to get in the lab, like you mentioned, bring in some playmakers, and bring mm-hmm. in a guy on the sideline that can hit the X's and O's and evolve the offense and bring it up to speed with what everyone else is doing. You got to, and I hate to use this line, you got to keep up with the Joneses. You cannot be stuck in your own way. You've got to continue to evolve. The Patriots have failed to do that. You know, I agree with that assessment. I, I think it's it, – it's fine. I wonder how much egos were in play here because, of course, Bill Belichick wanted to prove that his way could work with anybody out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not like, you know, Tom Brady, he's won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Uh, even now, when they're five and six, they're atop the NFC, the NFC South right now. And Tom Brady looks like he could be figuring out a way with the guy with the guys over there. But if you're Bill Belichick, if you do want to have another run at some point before you retire, not that he needs one. I mean, he's, you know, everyone would consider him the greatest coach of all time and all that. But if you want to have another run, if you're as I mean, he's like he's a competitive guy. 
you need to load up and get some guys who are going to be useful in your scheme. That's the other thing. Like, I think it was uh, uh, Richard Sherman after the game who brought up, it was like, you got Johnny Smith, you got guys, you, Devontae Parker, use them. And and, and they're just not. No. And it it just, it just seems like whatever scheme that they came up with this year hasn't been working. And and it'd be different if Matt Patricia was some guy that wasn't used to this, to this team, but he's been around. He's been up. He's been a Belichickite for years. He knows that he knows the organization. This should have been a lot smoother of a transition. They could have got Bill O'Brien, right? They mm. could have gone to Alabama and they didn't want to get Bill O'Brien. They didn't want to bring him in because they didn't want him to be a one and done guy. Right. And I get that. But at the same time, sometimes you, you ever heard of a bridge guy. He could have been yeah. a bridge guy, right? Okay, you don't have Joshua Daniels anymore. He's been calling the offensive uh, plays forever, right, for the longest. So, uh, obviously, there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off. And, by the way, you're, you're working with a new quarterback as well. I mean, one year in the league in, in Mac Jones. So, Bill O'Brien, I'm not a big fan of Billy O, but at least he knows that that organization, and he knows how to call offensive plays. He's doing it at Alabama. You know, he's parlaying that into, you know, his next job, which is fine. But it's just – you, you just got to have a guy that has been there, done that. Matt Patricia failed in Detroit. Why would you want to have him calling plays? Joe Judge failed in New York. Why would you want to have him anywhere near your play? I mean, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, none of that makes sense. So, it's, it's unfortunately for the Patriots and Patriot fans, it's the arrogant Patriot way of, oh, well, we could do it because we're the Patriots and it's not a big mm-hmm. deal and you're not as good as us. Well, that backfired on them. And so, again, they got to get into the lab, and I'm sure they will. I've heard people say Bill Belichick can't coach without Tom Brady. I think that's silly. He's, yeah, you know, that's, that's he's, he's a damn good coach. Those two guys just happened to blend together really well, and they made magic. And that, that happens sometimes. That's when, you, you know, you strike gold, and they did for a very long time. He's got to get back in the lab and figure it out moving forward. We talked about all those coaches returning to either that they have returned or they will return to the Patriots um, at some point. We got to talk about the big story in the NFL about a guy returning to his former team, and that's Deshaun Watson with he's set to start against the Houston Texans, his first start for the Cleveland Browns since that big, big trade happened and then all the fiascos b- b- broke out. We'll, t- we'll talk about what's going on there and an update with that situation in just a minute. But first, we got to talk to you guys about prize picks, of course. Prize picks is the number one way and the number one new way to play daily fantasy out there. Prize picks is really simple. All you got to do is pick two to five players. And if you have a beat on their day in fantasy, you look at their, their prize picks projection for a certain stat. And if all you have to do is say more or less on that stat, and you can win up to 10 times your money, and you can make as many entries on prize picks as you want. It's simple, it's easy, and you're not competing against millions of other people throwing in their lineups like a lot of daily fantasy platforms. You're just guessing more right on your picks to beat the house. And that's just not just with NFL, that's NBA, that's NHL, college sports, and much, much more. Download the prize picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Locked on. All capital letters. All one word. When you go to PrizePicks.com or you download the Prize Picks app. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. 
Q, let's switch topics here. This isn't going to be a game of the week. It's not going to be a game that many people, I think, even watch outside of this one element. But we mm-hmm. do have to talk about the Deshaun Watson situation again. You and I harped on this a lot yeah. during the offseason. He has now been reinstated to the team. He served his suspension. He's not talking about the suspension or the situation or anything like that. He's just talking about football. And I, I think that's the, the smart thing if you're him is to avoid the situation because there's no – I don't think there's anything he's going to say about, that, about, about this moving forward that's going to help his situation but it has been reported that 10 of his accusers will be in attendance in a in a, in a suite at the game in houston when he makes his return cute what's your readout on how this situation is played out for deshaun watson is 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 this enough right now or is this is this going to be the last thing that we you know we, we is this the, the last big news point that we hear about it if he starts playing well I don't know, man. It's it's really a weird situation, right? You want to look at it and say, okay, he served his suspension, so now we should put it all behind us and let it, let it move on, right? Let him move on with his life and go play football. Cleveland signed up for it. They gave him the contract. They traded for him. All done, right? Everything should be a wrap. So, I mean, that's on the surface. That's kind of how I feel it's going to go, and especially if he goes out there and starts playing well. We all know that winning cures all. It's the, it's the ultimate deodorant to everything that stinks, and, you know, this whole situation stinks. You know, this this situation is the reason, one of the main reasons why Lamar Jackson doesn't have a contract in Baltimore right now, right? But that's a whole nother side story. It's like, this is the, the tree, and there's so many different branches that could be mm-hmm. played off of this. But this situation with this game, he's going to be playing in Houston with Tony Busby having you know the suite there, and the Tony Busby is the lawyer for all the plaintiffs in the case uh, the civil cases against Deshaun Watson that have been settled, right? I mean, for him to have a suite and him to come out and say that there's going to be 10 of the uh, alleged victims there, uh, it's just, it's weird to me, but I don't want it to be weird to me. And what I mean by that is because if the ladies say that that's what they need or that's what they want to uh, kind of be able to, one, not be forgotten, or two, you know, that's what they need to kind of move past this situation, so be it. I just don't feel like that that's what the case is. I feel like Tony Busby is one of those, and I know he is. He's one of those look-at-me-now type lawyers. And so it's like I feel like he's putting on a sideshow for him, and that's what it doesn't set right with me. But it's hard because I'm not in the room. You're not in the room. It's hard for us to, to, to judge intent. I just don't think that the intent, just my gut feeling, the intent is very good here by lawyer Tony Busby. No, I mean, and it's it's fair to 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 speculate that I, I do think it's fair, it's fair to, that that's what he's looking to. And listen, and, and listen, as a person who studied law and worked in law, like there's 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 a lot of people that take those type of tactics because you know this is a high profile case and they want to make mm-hmm. sure it's out there. But at the same time, we do have to consider the merit, like you said, of you know what these are women who said they've been aggrieved by Deshaun Watson. They right. have the situation has not been resolved and. They don't want people to just be like, oh, yeah, football's football and he's he's throwing touchdowns and everything's fine. And he he eats fine. What, oh, what was that thing? We don't even remember what that was. And they want to if they want to make their, their presence felt. I get it. I, I understand that. Um, But I'm with you. I, I just I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know what is what it's with what's going to happen before. You know, is this a thing that continues to happen? Do more accusers go to his next game? Right. You know, when, when, when that happens. Um, I think there's a lot of questions here because also it's like when they're attending the game, what are you doing? You are you rooting for the Texans to to beat the Browns? Like is is that like I, I don't know? It's just I, it's just weird. It's just it's, it's weird. It's weird, they're, they're but not, like it's, I said, it's not like CBS or anyone's going to put them on TV. They're just going to be there. They might. You know, I mean, like, that's, no. that's the thing. Like, maybe that's the camera point. goes to him. Maybe the camera does show him and say, you know, maybe that becomes a storyline because, look, it's the Jaguar. I mean, it's not Jaguar. Excuse me. It's the Browns and the Texans. It's not like the game is going to be fantastic. 
Right. right? I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, what is the storyline going to be most of the game? I feel like it's going to be about this situation. Every time Deshaun Watson takes the field, you're going to hear, uh, you're going to hear a, a lot of cheers, and you're going to hear a lot of boos, right? I mean, Deshaun Watson was the mayor there in Houston. I mean, he was he the was. guy. He could do no wrong. And look, he did a lot of good. Let me, let's not get it twisted. He did a lot of good in Houston from taking care of people that work around the stadium, you know, janitors and people that he would feed, give meals to, uh, give money to, donate. I mean, he did a lot of great things, especially when the uh, hurricane hit and the flooding was going on in Houston. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of good. And then when he wanted to get out of there, then all of a sudden all these, uh, you know, all these allegations and everything that happened behind closed doors that nobody knew about started rolling out. And so the, the breakup there in Houston was really ugly. So how is the fan base from the Texans how are they going to react I know half of them still love Deshaun Watson the other half hate him because he wanted to leave so I just think that there's going to be so much weird optics in this game I know the NFL wanted this and this is what they wanted a little bit of chaos and all eyes on this game and oh this will be a fun storyline Deshaun Watson returns to play his old team but this one they might have bit off a little bit more than they could chew in this situation yeah, I think the NFL has enough with a lot of the really good games they have this weekend. There's a lot of really good matchups that I think would be intriguing. And then you have this game where the outcome, I don't think, has much impact on anything this year outside of, you know, if the Texans pull off an upset, do they put themselves in a position where the Bears might take their number one pick, uh, you know, if if if, uh, if all things continue the way that those teams have gone. Uh, but like you said, I do think that this is a this isn't the best the best situation for the NFL right now. But again, they set themselves up for it. This is what they they scheduled. And I mean, like I don't care what anybody says. What by by the the suspension? There's there's it's not a coincidence. You know, the the, the suspension right, number right. matching this game. That I don't care what anybody says. That was that was deliberate. Of and course. here 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 we are now. And we're talking and, we're, and here we are. We're talking about a game that no one else, you and I would not be talking about this game otherwise if it wasn't for this situation. So, uh, you know, but that, hey, that's the NFL. They want they want everyone talking about their stuff all the time. But we will talk about the top games coming up for the NFL in our pick six where we pick our top six games of the week. It's going to be a big weekend. We got a lot of winning teams that are that are coming into this formula. We'll break all of that down in just a minute here on the Friday's edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Audible because Audible is releasing a new slate of football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. You can find Think Like a Champion now wherever you get your podcast. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is a champion on the field, but off of it. We rarely know the grind on the path to greatness. Russell Wilson, alongside co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Moat, digs into, into high-performance athletes, artists, and leaders who push the boundaries of their potential. You can hear two-time Super Bowl champion and MVP Von Miller deliver sharp insights about performing at your highest level in moments of extreme pressure. Or NCAA champion Tim Tebow discuss how to find your unique personal mission in the world. Head, o- head on over to Locked On Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere. You get your podcast available everywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. It's time for the pick six. And as always, with the pick six, we want to remind you that all our shows are often sponsored by Bet Online. We thank you for riding with us in this one. A pick six. We got a lot of games this, yeah. this week. 
um, that are that are very interesting. We didn't have to pick too many pick from some duds. We've had some weeks where we've been picking <laughs> like, man, who's going to care about this one? But that's not the case this week. Let's lead off with a 1 p.m. game here. That if you had told me preseason, I wouldn't have cared about this game. But because of the way these two teams have played, the seven and four Jets are at the nine and two Vikings, and I do think it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out. The Vikings are at home. Um, they've been they've been they've been on a roll, but the Jets come into the come into this game as three point underdogs, which means that the the betting books the betting uh, the betters in Vegas see this game as even according to Bet Online. It's, they're, they're, it's minus three favoring the Vikings, but of course three points goes to the home team. Minus one fifty five for the for bets on the Vikings, plus one thirty five. Uh, on on the Jets, the over under set at forty four and a half. I'll take the over there uh, with the, with these two teams. I think that the Vikings will put up some points. Q, you look like you're an under guy. I know the unders has worked a lot this year. Yeah, but I, but who you got to win though? Um, that's a tough one, man, because this is really, in my opinion, the Mike White Bowl, right? I mean, Mike White came out for the Jets and played really well uh, in relief for Zach Wilson. I think it's Mike White the rest of the way for the Jets, and they have a defense that can get it done. That's the thing about it. I they love do. the Jets' defense. I really do. I think that it's fantastic. I just don't know, can Mike White keep up the 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 pressure and play in the way that he did last week? He played against Chicago last week. Chicago's not very good. Minnesota is. But then again, they also had a 40-burger put up on them against the Cowboys, right? So, I mean, True. there's so many but different – But they're the Cowboys. Right. Well, and the, right. I mean, they are. But, you know, the Jets have a tough defense, and – and if they can if they can go out there and their their offense is worth the salt, I mean, I, I very well think that they could win this game. I'm, I'm matter of fact, you know what? I just talked myself into it. I'm gonna roll with the Jets. I'm gonna roll with that defense. I don't have 100 percent confidence in the offense, but I believe that defense could get it done and slow down Justin Jefferson and uh, and that Vikings uh, approach, and they're gonna get it done. I'm rolling with the Jets in this one. I'm I'm sticking with the Vikings, and I guess I'll take the points with the field goal. It's close enough that it, it's there. I just I think them being at home will get them in an advantage. It will be a close one, but I see Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson versus uh, Sauce Gardner. It's going to be an eighth, eighth, eight time matchup. So love that one. Let's move on to an NFC East showdown. The seven and five Commanders at the seven and four Giants didn't have either of these teams at the, at this point of the season. If you had told me at this point of the year that both of these teams would be you know jockeying for a while card positions in the playoffs i would have told you you're drunk uh but here here they are and this is uh this is a pick em game right here according to bet online right now uh the, the commander's favored by a single point um the money line is is um is minus 130 commanders plus 110 giants the over under is at 40 that uh that uh, that's now that's interesting because i don't trust either of these offenses but 40 is just a real real low number in the nfl but q I'm going with the Commanders. I think their defense mm. has been has been figuring some things out. I think they do, they'll do enough on offense to overcome this game. Yeah, and I think the, the Giants, whereas the Commanders, they're they're gonna get, they're gonna have their. I think their talent's gonna catch up with them at some point. But the Giants, I think that they've spent all their all their chips of of big wins this season to get to this point. Yeah, it feels like that they're starting to come back down to earth, right? Which right. is still a great season for the Giants because no one thought that they'd be in the position that they are right now. You know, in week thirteen of the NFL season, uh, I gotta look at the Commanders and I, I gotta tip the cap to Ron Rivera and Taylor Heineke, right? Those are the ones that are getting it done. Uh, and really, I know the defense plays well, but for me, it's the leadership of Ron Rivera and the belief that the team has when. It, it comes to Heineke. I mean, these these two teams playing in this game, man, neither one of them have, like, star-studded rosters, but they're still finding ways to win. And right now, if the season ended, all four teams in the NFC East would be in the playoffs right now. Like, that is insane. 
I, I, I don't want to pick the Commanders at all. I really don't because I want to think that they're going to that, – that bubble's going to burst as well. But the G-Men, man, they, they're banged up. It's, it's a struggle. Oh, man, this is a tough one. Saquon, man. Right. I mean, look, they're 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 trying to bring OBJ back, right? I mean, that's how <laughs> many, that's how lackluster talent that they have right now. Um, I'm gonna just roll with the with the Commanders and say that they figured out how to get it done. I'm not I'm not 100 confident in that though. I'll tell you that. I mean, I think it's an intriguing game because of that. You, I mean, you just really don't know, and that's why it's a pick 'em. You really don't know who's gonna who's gonna win this one, what it's gonna look like. Uh, I like Brian Dayball, what he's done with the Giants, though. But I'm going to go with Ron Rivera, the old Wiley veteran, and the calm, which is in that storm that's called the Washington Commanders. Q says, left hand up, it's the Commanders. Uh, <laughs> let's go see what the other one be. This this could have been a game of the week if there weren't so many other important games to look at. But the 7-4 and four Titans face the Philadelphia Eagles at 10-1 and one in Philadelphia. Um, this is a game that... I think could get interesting in the trenches. The Eagles are four and a half point favorites over the Titans. Money line is minus 210 uh, for the Eagles, plus 180 for the Titans. The over under set at 44. I think that that's, that, I'm fine betting the under there because these two teams are going to try to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see, I don't see you know, either of these sides having much success airing it out too much in this game. Uh, but I'm going to give the edge to the Eagles. Uh, four and a half points though. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. I think the Titans they've been good at times, but they're, they're they've been a little too inconsistent for me. I think that the the Eagles' defensive front does enough to kind of disrupt Derrick Henry, and that keeps uh, the Titans' offense from flowing. But Q, am I crazy here by believing in Philly right now? Well, I'll tell you, I believe in Philly as well. But man, Philly's run defense has been bad. Right. There's a reason why they went out and made those free agent signings, you know, Sue and and Joseph and and brought those guys in knowing that Jordan Davis had been out. And so they're trying to trying to shore up that run defense. They've got to figure that out. It's December. Right. You got to be able to run the ball and stop the run in December. I love Jalen Hurts. Big fan of his. I love what he's been able to do and really take his game to the next level this year. Uh, But Tennessee's coming on, man. They're coming on really strong. They start out the season really slow. They're coming around the corner. I can't go against Philly because I don't want to go against Philly, right? Right. But again, this is another one, like you said, could be the marquee matchup of the game of the weekend if there wasn't so many really good games. This was going to be fantastic. I'm going to roll with Philly because I roll with Jalen. I feel you on that. Jalen Hurts is often a winning a winning factor there, um, and he, he's pulled out so many tough ones already. They, they pulled out that Colts win uh, not too long ago, so uh, we'll see how that, how that plays out. Moving along here with our pick six, uh, looking at bet online odds, this is a very interesting game because these are two different teams that are very different from each other. The eight and three Dolphins visit the seven and four Niners. The Niners love to play great defense, ground and pound, run the clock out, sparingly use Jimmy Garoppolo when it's when it's advantageous for them. The Dolphins, they want to air it out. They want to let Tua Tungavailoa get the ball to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They want to get it to those guys. This is going to be an interesting clash of styles, but mm-hmm. I'm picking the Dolphins. I think that Tua is going to do enough in this game. I think there's going to be enough big plays to kind of change up the pace from what the Niners normally like to do, and that's how the Dolphins are going to get the win. But if you look at Bet Online right now, um, the, the the Niners are actually the favorites by three and a half points, minus one ninety five money line for the Niners, plus one seventy for the Dolphins. Over under at forty six and a half. I, I'm I'm going with the Dolphins, especially if I get those points. For, uh, going for me if I'm going on bet online. Q, who you got? The 49ers are favorite for a reason, man. 
And and I'm and I'm sticking with that reason, man. That defense, okay. especially in the second half of games, is incredible. Shutting teams out in the second half, like you better do all your damage, Miami. You better do it in the first <laughs> half because in the second half, the 49ers they ratchet up that defense. And I'll tell you this: I don't know what's going to happen, how this season's going to play out. The defense that the 49ers are playing with is championship defense. I have no problem saying that. Now I'm not saying that Jimmy G is going to lead them to the promised land and get it done offensively, but the defense that they have is championship defense. When you're able to basically shut teams out in the second half of games when normally in a normal NFL game that's when it gets close that's when you see the run that's when you see these games tighten up that's incredible man I just I got to give them a lot of credit uh you know to to, to Marco Ryans or D'Amico Ryans excuse me uh he should be a, a head coach somewhere next season but you know those those defensive coordinators there in San Francisco, they seem to always have a strong defense. Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans, I mean, the list goes on and on. I don't know how many former 49er defensive coordinators are head coaches or have been head coaches in the league, but I feel like it's been a lot. So uh, I'm going to roll with San Fran. I'm not worried about the points. They're going to get this dub. Let's stick in the West because that was in San Francisco. Let's go to your your Oakland, or excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. Excuse mm. me, I always be mixing up where they where they at nowadays. But the I'm about to call them the San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> this is what's weird. You just need to come out west, west man. Coast, man. Just come out west and hang out. You'll be all right. Uh, shoot. Uh, but the four and seven Raiders host the six and five Chargers. This is an interesting AFC West matchup, and the Raiders are favorite at home. Granted, by a point by Bet Online. Yeah. Uh, you know, but both uh, it's minus one seventeen for the Raiders, minus one hundred three for the Chargers. The over under is set at forty nine and a half. No one's believing in any, either of these defenses. But I'm going with the Raiders. I think they've been playing better football. I, I I've, you and I talked about this before the season. I don't believe in the Chargers until they actually show me that yeah. there's that there's something special, and they haven't shown me that this year. I think that them on the road it, it, against the Raiders, the Raiders have been playing better football. I think that they get it done. It's going to be close. Uh, you know, but uh, I do think the Raiders win at home. You know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I in this when the season started or before the season, when we go through the schedule and we say wins, losses, wins, losses. I had the Raiders splitting with the Chargers. Well, they lost Week One in LA against the Chargers. So if that stands true, then the Raiders win on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. But you know, the Raiders have been a weird team, man. They really have. They had high expectations and they clearly haven't lived up to it. And then they've won two in a row in walk-off fashion. One by Devontae Adams, one by Josh Jacobs. I mean, it's just it's really weird how they're putting everything together and it feels like watching it up close to personal feels like they're starting to come together but are they and then this is the AFC West division opponent the Chargers you know they're sitting there in second place but it's not a pretty second place I said it earlier when I was talking about the Patriots and said that six win teams they're not all created equal the Chargers have six wins but it's not really a impressive six wins. It's no. kind of like, yeah, the ball bounced their way a couple times, which is great. Hey, kudos to them for, for you know, having the ball bounce their way and them taking advantage of it, but it hasn't been pretty. So I'm going to stick with the philosophy that the Raiders and Chargers are going to split, just like I said at the beginning of the season. So I do think that the Raiders win, but, man, this is going to probably be very, very much reminiscent of Week 18 last season when it went down to overtime and the Raiders were able to walk it off with a Daniel Carlson field goal. So I think it's going to be a very close game. That's why the line is at minus one. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. Wouldn't be shocked if this game even goes overtime again. Be really interesting to see if it does. Let's go to what is undoubtedly the game of the week. And that's the one that I'm sure a lot of people waiting us to talk about. The 9-2 Chiefs visit the 7-4 and Bengals, who are 7-2 and in their last nine games. The Chiefs come into this game on the, on the road right now. And uh, they're one-and-a-half-point favorites. So this is, ve- this is very close. This is pretty much a pick a pick game yeah if you look at that the chiefs minus 130 on the money line Bengals plus 110 the over under is set at 53 um 
I'm taking over. I think that that's I think that that's going to definitely hit with the way that these two offenses run. But Q, the Bengals have been playing better, but so have the Chiefs. And I think that the Bengals they have they have the potential to be a more balanced offense than the Chiefs, but the Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes, who for my money is still the best quarterback in the mm-hmm. NFL. Joe Burrow creeping up into that conversation, of course. Who do you got to win this game? And is this is this a chance for the – because I've also – I don't know if you've seen, there's been a lot of trash talk going on. The Chiefs are not happy about how they lost to the Bengals. Yeah. And they've been, they've been, Justin Reed's been chirping. Hayden they got Hurst revenge on their minds. Right. They, they this, is, this has been something they've been focusing on. And the Bengals have had, a, have had a good rebound to their bad start this year. But this is a Chiefs team that I think they, they've been waiting for this game for several months now. Yeah, it's been circled on their calendar. And and I said earlier in the show, I thought the Chiefs were the best team in the AFC, and I still believe the Chiefs were the best team in the AFC. Uh, I think they, they will get their revenge in this game. I, I know that, you know, everyone's going to analyze it, uh, smack it up, flip it, rub it down, do all kind of, you know, whatever they got to do with this game just to talk smack about it. it. Flip it up, rub it down, ho! Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's one of those situations when it's a game that's as sexy on paper as this one is, it's going to be one that gets talked about quite a bit. But honestly, I don't even think that this is one that, you know, is is really a deep dive, right? I just think Kansas City's the better team. I think sometimes it's it, it could be simple. They're the better team. Will Cincinnati keep it close? Absolutely. Because Cincinnati, yeah. like you said, they're playing a lot better and, you know, never want to be disrespectful to the Bengal fans out there. Uh, but I just think this is one week that I just can't ride with them. I just think that Kansas City's going to get this one done. Uh, like I said, they're, they're playing really good ball. Nine and two so far on the season, and I, I know that they've had this game circle for a long time. They've been uh, fixated on this game, and you know what? The only thing I'll say that could play against them, they might be too fixated on the game, and they might mm. come out with a little bit too much energy, and all of a sudden by the second quarter, they're kind of gassed a little bit, right? I think that Andy Reid's a better that head happens. coach. Yeah, it does happen, though. Sometimes you get so amped up and so excited for something that you shoot your whole, you know, everything that you got immediately. And you've got to be able to channel that and and know that you need it throughout the four-quarter game. So if the Chiefs lose this game, I would look at that and say that might be the reason. Maybe they were they came out the locker room too amped up. But I, I think Andy Reid will have them, have them you know, calm and, and settle. So I'm going to roll with Kansas City in this one. Uh, they get their revenge and improve to 10-2 on the season. I'm with you on this pick. I think that the Chiefs are, are, are a better team right now, but I'm really intrigued because last year the Bengals did a really smart adjustment in the second half against the Chiefs in the playoffs. They backed off. And they said, "Patrick Mahomes, throw into the to the the hordes of, of defenders. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not we're not going to send anybody after you. You 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 just go ahead and make that throw. We're going to trust our secondary to do it. The Chiefs have to have a response to that this time around. They can't let they can't let that be be the case. And now they don't have Tyreek Hill to test that. I'll be very intrigued to see how Patrick Mahomes. Uh, go, goes at it, and also how these two teams interact. I can see a lot of chippiness happening, but I'm happy. I'm, I'm right here with you. I'll take the Chiefs uh, and the points here. Uh, pick another pick six, but that's our pick six this week. A lot of big games this yeah. weekend, and heck, there might be some out there. Some people were like, "Why didn't you talk about this one?" Hey, you weren't part of the six. It's only six. Over. You might. <laughs> it was only, yeah, we, we we only got so long to be here. Uh, but again, thanks so much for checking us out here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. Follow us at Carter Critiques here for Chris Carter at your boy Q254 for Q, for Q. You can also listen to us on Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders, your team every day, Monday through Friday, just like you catch the Locked On NFL Podcast Monday through Friday and all the other great stuff that comes out on this channel. Stay tuned here. We got a lot more coming your way. We'll have all the breakdowns coming at, uh, throughout the weekend, and then Q and I will be back next week talking everything actually q's gonna be on the road he's, he's got to do some thursday night football Man. so we might need to switch it up yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> it happens <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's all good. Thanks so much for checking out the Locked On NFL podcast. We'll be back on your screens and in your ears next week for the Friday edition. Stay tuned.